Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey everyone, welcome along. It is the Red Men Originals podcast. There, before we dive into the show, obviously we're going to be talking about Liverpool, Manchester City. We're going to be looking ahead uh, to the midweek game against Lask. Lask, yes. Uh, but uh, you might be wondering why, for those of you watching this on YouTube, why we're just looking at Mr. Pajak and Mr. Me. Uh, it's because we can finally announce that, yes, we've got two amazing live events coming up uh, over one in Belfast and one in Dublin. We've been teasing the fact that we've got an amazing musical artist. We can now finally reveal that it is... Ooh... Hey! There we go. Nailed it. Hi, yep. mate. Are you? You okay? Freshly agreed. Freshly agreed. Yeah. New contract. <laughs> um, I haven't even done the lean yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm made up. I'm made up. You've asked me. I know you have, you have fantastic live shows and I know you've got amazing subscribers who get involved and it's going to be a great night. I can't wait for it. I am. Great two yeah. nights. Sorry. Yeah. Two nights. Absolutely. Indeed. Equally great because it's Ireland. So you have to be clear on this. It's going to be equally <laughs> as great in Belfast yeah. as in Dublin. No one's going to miss out one way or the other. Uh, yeah, tickets are available right now. If you go on ticketmaster.ie uh, and just says Redmen TV, uh, the tickets will come up. We'll put the link in the description underneath as well. So, yeah. The biggest part. Well, the best thing about this for me is that they're on Ticketmaster. It's weird that, yes. you know, because normally we've like sold them from our site or something. There's a bit more legitimacy to being on somewhere like a Ticketmaster. Like yeah, it feels proper, doesn't it? And the fact that it's .ie as well. Yeah. Just okay. feels good. Yeah. I like it. I made up for it. Um, yeah, get involved with them. If you're looking for something to get yourself for Christmas or you go, I don't really know what to do. Yeah, go and get tickets to Redman Live with Keo. It'll be a belter. Okay, so yeah, we're going to be doing the, those bits and pieces. One other piece of business before we crack on with the show. Um, so we've been running a half-price code over Black Friday. It's meant to end tonight at midnight, but obviously with the podcast being this, I know some people listen to this on Monday and then into Tuesday. So we've extended the code. Uh, from Monday at midnight to Tuesday at midnight. So if you go over to redmenplus.com uh, and use the code REDS on a captain yearly subscription, uh, then it's going to give you half price off a year of Redmen Plus. Imagine how many silverweight, how much silver we're going to win in that time. That's like the the, the a, quadru- a quadruple um, between now and the end of the season, obviously. And then you're going to be flying well into next year when we're heading towards being top of Christmas again. So yeah, make sure you uh, you well, fill your European Super Cup. So potential five. Oh, yeah, Charity Shields. Oh yeah, yeah. 
we, we could be both teams in the Charity Shield by that point. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, get involved with that, as I say. We've extended that just for podcast listeners until Monday, Tuesday at midnight. So yeah, head to revenplus.com. Uh, used to call Reds and get a Captain Yearly subscription for half price. Right. Okay, let's dive into it. Um, Liverpool uh, went to Man City, Chris, and drew one all. It was without, you know, being too on the nose on it, it was just better than last year. And that's an important <laughs> thing, a really important thing. We got absolutely battered, absolutely battered last year. And this year, as much as I'm seeing a lot of like City were still the better team and blah, 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 and they had some chances, they fluffed them, all that kind of shit. We've come away with the point, we're feeling good for the points. And one of those reasons is because we were miles off it against them last season. We were. Look, at the end of the day, for me, it's it's just that like this group of games up until Newcastle on New Year's Day, I have always thought was going to be what we learned about the team, or what we know about the team and what they can achieve this season. We're going to learn in these 11 games. It was never about what we do against City to find out whether we're going to be challenging, but it's a good barometer, a bit of a yardstick regardless. And the fact is that they couldn't put us away. It's not our fault they couldn't put us away when we didn't play at our absolute best. When they've won, what was it, 23 games on the bounce at home this season or something? Or was it 22 heading into this game? You know, that's that's on them. Like, we played all right and we managed to get a result. If we'd have played better, I think we would have won the game. I think we're the, I think they know and I think Guardiola knows that Liverpool are the serious titles that contenders with them this season. I think he's always known that when Liverpool get it right, it's always going to be Liverpool. And I think he's come out of the game. He won't have slept Saturday night. Whereas Klopp will have slept like a baby Saturday night, knowing that he's got a point. And if you can get a point away at the head, you always talk about it. How do you construct a, a title challenge? Well, those those two games against Manchester City are massive. We've played them away from home. We've taken a point off them. Can we get more points out of the six that are available than Manchester City? It's a damn good start. Yeah, absolutely. Keo, how are you feeling about it? The years we lost the title by a point, did we lose both times at the Etihad? Yeah. In my opinion to mount a decent title challenge you won four points out of them two games yeah. I agree with Chris <clears throat> I think Pep Guardiola is sleeping a little bit rougher than, than Jürgen on the back of it and I don't think when people are saying you know we weren't at our best I know we weren't I don't think we were bad I think we were actually quite good and I think if City came to Anfield and done that they'd be getting praised big mm. time Anfield's a tough place to go great side same as the Etihad, they're one of the best teams in the world. Well, they are the best team in world football. Mm-hmm. At their gaff, on a run, and they've got a goal up, and we've answered back. So it's, 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 it's sad. Our record there is too awful for us to be disappointed at not winning, Chloe. That's kind of my feeling whenever we go to the Etihad. It's amazing when we do it. I mean, Chris and I still dying out on when we beat them 4-1. You know, it was like the, the, the best ever ever feeling, you know, early days of the year. And yet that was 1-15 in 50 where we've won yeah. Yeah. In the league. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, it, this is one of those games where it's actually not the classic that maybe we were all hoping for. I'm glad we got the tre- trench shush moment. We're going to talk about it more in part two. But it was, yeah, it, it's one of them that it'll be, the value of this will be seen in how Liverpool perform beyond this rather than the individual results itself. Yeah, I was one of those who said, even before kickoff, I'd take a point. Uh, the entire week I sat there and said, just give me a point out of Manchester City and I'll be happy with I that. I think you said it literally within moments of yeah. the Brentford game. Yeah. Like you walked literally. out, in fact, we were, in the, we were probably in the car park like, and you're like, yeah, I'll have a point against City. I was like, yeah um, and it, it makes it, it, I came out that ground and it felt like a win because 
Liverpool had to score with 10 minutes to go and yet we had 8 minutes extra time so actually it was 18 minutes to go but with 10 minutes to go uh, they'd missed some big big chances in that second half Liverpool felt like on the counter especially Ryan Gravenberg I thought he was great when he came on but on the counter we were getting in dangerous positions but we always made the, the angle tight for ourselves when we were straight on goal it was like people were afraid to shoot it was like oh no let's pass it to Salah but Salah was you know never going to score from the angle where he was and it felt like we just needed a moment of quality and a scouser stepped up and shushed the Etihad which was already pretty much silent anyway but <laughs> um, it, it shushed the Etihad and I came out thinking I, I literally went someone boss win and went oh wait no Bostrol, because you'd been down for that long and you just felt like City could get another goal. They'd had so many chances. And for the Reds to get that last goal, to equalise it, you came out there thinking, get in. I've seen some City fans or City accounts or whatever online trying to trying to spin this is the way you always do when you're a bit young and stupid and bullish of like well it shows how massive we are and it shows how crap people are that they're celebrating this point like a win it's like no one really celebrates it felt it feels it feels yeah. more akin to a win because you scored the last goal and you've walked out feeling better about, about, about the game but this, could, this is the point Chris what we were saying is like it's there's no trophy for beating for drawing no, Manchester for City, a start but... the talking shit we celebrated the goal yeah like yeah. That, that's what we celebrated at the, at, the, at the end of the 90 minutes there wasn't people high-fiving each other on the pitch because they got a, they got a point against Manchester City like Arsenal probably did at the weekend when they get a late winner which is absolutely yeah, fine no, I've got from Klopp yeah, yeah there was, like it was, it was, it was we celebrated the, the goal, goal yeah. and we got a draw yeah. that's what we celebrated so the talking I was of their arse to be honest with and you. walked away with Klopp going actually we didn't even play that good you know there was a lot, a lot of that thing yeah. was like we, we, we could play better here but I think that's why we're all so happy with the point yeah, is because exactly. Liverpool weren't great there was there was moments in that game where you know Alison Becker I've never seen a performance from Alison Becker like the one he had and you know what made me feel even better about it was because that was their strongest eleven, and they've got no worries really about their team yeah John Stones could have came in but he was on the bench you know they've got world class players in every position and specialised players I was so worried about McAllister and Costas going into this game yeah. and I thought they were brilliant and that's what I mean we went there without a recognised DM and no Andy Robbo who is a leader is one of our leadership group and is a boss left back and I've, I've sat there and said Costas I'm a little bit worried for in this run of games and they both proved me wrong and we walked away with, from the Etihad with McAllister playing at DM Costas playing at left back and they both were two of the best players on the football pitch so that you also have to take that into consideration is the fact that our squad was still missing some key areas um, where they have just got an unbelievable squad all over so it just felt bigger it felt like a big point especially scoring the equaliser if we would have scored first and they'd have equalised it would have been deflated but to get the draw it was boss I, I agree with Chloe's points there but I, I think Liverpool got a better squad I really yeah. do and squad, I, think, I, think, yeah. I think yeah when you look at when you look at the bench and stuff like that from City well it, it says a lot to me that Guardiola didn't make a change and Klopp was able to make yeah. changes yeah. and impact the game actually and I don't think those first two changes in the grand scheme of things really helped us if I'm being honest I thought they would I thought they were the right changes but I don't actually think they, they did help us Gavin Burke helped us massively obviously you know see, I, I, I'd said before the game that I wanted to see Ryan Gavin Burke well what I thought could happen is him to be a little bit Alex Oxley Chamberlain 2017 against them and Carry actually pardon carry the ball a bit carry the ball and he's done, 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 done it for the goal didn't he that's Rodri yeah. skins as well by oh, the way yeah. we're talking about like starting 11s and number 6 is holding midfield is not having a natural one but 
before that game, I probably say Rodgers one of the best in the world. Yeah. And he absolutely leaves him for dead. It's like, hilarious. I, I, on the City squad thing, I think it's interesting. There's a comment here from uh, Tempo here saying City do not have a deep squad. It's very thin, 14 to 15 players. And that, that's actually the point. Like, obviously, Grealish is out and De Bruyne are out there, the two the big yeah. ones that they're missing for that one. Um, I'm not sure Grealish is in there starting 11. Well, no, I don't, I don't think so either. But, but he's obviously in the top 14. They've got, like, two goalies, they've got two goalies on the bench. And that's a very, that always feels like a very pointed. We, we've got, you know, we've got loads of injury problems that normally says when you're putting two goalies on the bench. More often than not, it's in Europe. You do that as well because you're taking them there. I think, and I think it's it's more accepted. But um, I just wonder what they're doing, what they, what they're thinking is what what is their game plan? I mean, they'll probably just go and sneakily buy a couple of players in January or whatever. But yeah, I mean, we had a big chat on the final way, didn't we, Chris, about how it was not not totally convinced City of this absolutely indestructible force anymore. Um, yeah, they've got, I mean, did they have Calvin Phillips on the bench? Is that, yeah. Is that, is that a good like, thing or a bad he thing? he came over and laughed with Trent and hugged Trent at the full-time whistle where if I if that happened at Anfield and we'd just, I'd be absolutely furious but Calvin Phillips was absolutely having a laugh. Saying he'll see, see it in January, isn't he, Calvin? <laughs> yeah, I was say, he's probably, try, he's probably trying to get himself a move there. Like. <laughs> no, thank you. Stay over there and What was Scott Carson doing just asking as well? Just because, you know, that'll probably help. Probably holding his Champions League medal up. Yeah, both, both of them. From both of them, yeah. Like, <laughs> Stood on the halfway line with hand up, hand up either way yeah bless him um, yeah I, the, I want to talk about the half 12 kickoff thing because um, it's weird and it, it's it's become such a huge Liverpool related conversation Keo but I, I, I think it took something from the game uh, you know my general opinion is if you want to put the two best teams head to head you find a way to put them in a slot that gets the most out of them I know, and I know in England we don't like to do that somehow because there's a weird like favouritism thing and everyone's got to be equal for everyone blah 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 that game look it might actually benefit us City not being very not being a little bit sharper but yeah I mean uh, McAllister even come out and said like in the team meeting he was falling asleep the day before because he'd had no sleep and jet lag and all that kind of stuff it's yeah it's, it's a shit situation it annoys me sometimes because I'd like to see Liverpool just play it more to play at more favourable times, obviously. There's there's two ways of looking at it. You get the old, the Alash the view of the footballers, they're on they're on first class flights and anyone knows you travel four hour flight, three hour flight, you're knackered when you get home and you're ready for your bed, never mind travelling the seven thousand miles from South America. And if you look at the how many is it, thirteen, fourteen or something we've had early kickoffs since Klopp came in or something mad like that. They're always a little bit stale and just early kickoffs in general. I think it, when you said it might have benefited us, I'm not sure because I think we've got South Americans that could have really impacted that game more. Yeah. You know, with the Diazes and McAllister, started, started to tire a little yeah. bit more. Allison, who was quite clearly still half a kip <laughs> in the first 15 minutes, he was dithering a little bit, wasn't he? But yeah. I'm not going to criticise the man because the goal, the, the save leads to the goal. Mm. Yeah. So, so, yeah, but you can see it. It's half 12 kickoffs, they, they do matter. They do matter. You can see it from the results, you can see it from the performances. I hate them, I don't like them. Yeah. I believe that the, it was Greater Manchester Police that stopped it being a half five kickoff on yeah, the Saturday, it? wasn't yeah. it? Because that's why it was the Sky game as well. Because obviously, Sky normally had the 5.30. They were worried about the clashes between the two sets of fans and stuff like that. So they've, they've been the ones to say it's 12.30. But the Premier Leagues, I think I, I'm with you, Paul. Like, I know it's Europe this week, so you couldn't have it the Monday night or whatever. But like, I think the league should probably do more to make their product, and I hate fucking saying that, better. Because ultimately, that's what the league think of it as. They yeah. think of it as 
as a product. Like the, the other leagues always seem to bend over backwards for teams playing in Europe. Premier League's never done that. Yeah. Italy do it, Spain do it, yeah. etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. The Liga love making life and, easier for their champions. And why League wouldn't too. they? Like, you know, you're trying to make they are trying to make oh, their product better. Because this country's fucking thick. Honestly, the amount of people I've seen this week go talk about like the teams that tried to leave for the Super League it was on that fucking Gary Neville's footy show and they're going here oh these these, these teams they tried to, to leave the league they never just, they never tried to leave the league what so are you talking about exactly, exactly, exactly. and like, then UEFA snuck on a, a competition change through on the back of it riding yeah. the crest of a wave anyway yeah. to basically get something that no one wants fucking guy and I think the the set of fans clashing thing it's a cop out and it's an excuse to put the, a big attractive game at half 12 so everyone sits down nice and early and watches a full day's football. There's a mm. game after that, and there's a game after that, and that's the reason. It's yeah. got because historically, don't get me wrong. I know Scousers are man hate each other, but historically, we've been going to City now for years. I've never seen it go off big time no. outside that ground. I, honestly, I've, 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 absolutely that. There's a bit of like I think there's becoming a bit of like weirdness. I think mainly on the Man City half, to be honest. You know, in terms of some of the things they say online and the they way want they more average than yeah, they want exactly exactly that. Um, like Old Trafford's still the only place I've gone and seen open fighting in the streets between young fans. I mean, that's the only time. And but you're right, that's not it's not a Liverpool City thing. It isn't. It isn't like that, is it? No. So I don't know whether more could have been. There could have been more pushback. And look, you have to, it's the police that ultimately are the ones who are putting themselves out there, aren't they? So there'll be there'll obviously be reasoning behind it. But it does feel a bit like Man City have got more fans now, but they're not more Manx. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's not more people who have got this in. Inbred, correct choice of words, born hatred towards scousers. It's a bunch of people who are just coming for the jollies, coming to watch their thing. Now, it's not going to add, you know, it's not going to add that, the needle. That's the thing that does Guardiola was heading. We were talking, you know, before the before the show, Keo was talking, of, of course, and we'll get on to it. But, like, they've just got football fans there who want to watch a game of yeah. football. And that's that's exactly who it is. And, and, I mean, you were saying yourself there, you think it might be pissing Guardiola off. Yeah, I do. I, I, I believe... Just on the on the way he acted, I've seen him do it before, but the comments after it and the way he's, he was with a couple of Liverpool players after it, start at the end for Guardiola for me. I think the European Cup has changed things massively for City winning it. I think if Guardiola left Man City before he won that, it always go down in history that he didn't do the job. He yeah. didn't win the European Cup. He was brought in to do it. He got given billions of pounds and he couldn't win it. Now he's won it. Now he's got, there's no flies on him and he's getting pissed off at the crowd and he knows he's had a bit of a plasticky, shitty club with no real, you know, I'm I'm going to go into it. But you know know what I'm trying to say. Uh, And I I think if you go out of the Ola now and you're looking at it and you think, why would they keep doing this? Why would we keep playing for the team where the atmosphere is terrible and the singing about Gerard that happened 10, 11 years ago? And it's just, it's not, it's not a great team to manage. It's not a great place to be in. You know, you look at some of the grounds in, that he could possibly go to and in Europe, he can, he can win European Cups with other teams now as well. Yeah. And that's another thing, by the way, as well. He's like, he's got this thing where he's won in Germany and he's, and he's won in England. I think he's probably going to look at France next and maybe can he get PSG European Cup or a national job? There's other stuff for him. It's a funny one because, I mean, this week he was asked obviously about like the, the, the charges again on the back of the Everton stuff. And he was saying basically at the moment, uh, you know, I, I'm more likely to, uh, if they want us relegated, I'm I'm more likely to be managing them in that division, which is one of those weird things that I I I, I wouldn't put it past them if something mad happened to him, they got relegated him to do it to a season, almost yeah. because his, his legacy is complete in football. Yeah. He's free to do what he wants to do, but equally, I I do agree that 
it's a bit like when you're in a, a relationship or and, or you're in, 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 in a, a, a job or whatever. It's not right, but you go and you set yourself this up. When this happens, it's going to be fine. Well, if I can just get to here, that's going to change the landscape. And then you get there and it's more of the same. And you go, oh, actually, no, it's this milestone. And for City, it's like, at what point do, do, do they get the level of support that United get when they win things? Or I mean, fucking honestly, I finished watching the Wrexham documentary the other week. It wouldn't shock me if more people turned up to Wrexham's parade than turned up to Man City's treble winning one. You know what I mean? I mean, they, they won't have been. But it's, and, and the passion that gets shown for it. He's done all he can possibly do at Man City. All he can do is repeat the feat. And that will add a bit more eyes and a bit more interest. And it'll obviously add to his CV and stuff. But there's nothing he's going to do in his lifetime that's going to lead to the parade that Liverpool had in 2019 after winning the European Cup. Mm. There's nothing that he can do as City manager that's ever going to generate that level of interest. Because there isn't that level of interest because you're meant to, because you've got bottomless funds. You've got the best manager in the world. You go out and buy all the biggest players and put them on the biggest wages. Where's the jeopardy? Where's the challenge? So, yeah, you know, there's there's a a point where now he's emboldened. He can kind of, he can swing his dick around even more than he ever has before. But to what end? And he did though yesterday the comment, well, maybe we need to play better for them to make some noise. <laughs> they just want to treble. Yeah. They're the best side, you know, you can't get any better. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They've, they, they, they are the best side in Europe at the minute. They've won the three cups. And he's saying, well, maybe we play better, they can get behind us. It's sarcasm and it's, it's, it's a man who's fed up with it. City, I've always come across like the spoiled little kid to me, like whose, whose dad's got everything and you can give them every toy and all that type of stuff. And their fans come across spoiled. And that's what it is when you've won how many games on the bounce at, at the Etihad and you don't win a game. They're, they're throwing the baby out with the bathwater because they haven't done it. And they, they get so used to it. You saw it with United towards the end and their fan base. Yeah. You know, they get spoiled. You, you, you could feel it with Liverpool. Every fan base It's kept into spoiled. ours a bit since yeah, we're yeah. It does. Every fan base does because you get used to something then you don't know how to react to a season like we had last year and people start throwing the baby out with the bathwater on it last year and stuff because you get used to something and that's what City are at at the moment except City never had to work for it and and, and that's the difference yeah uh, I was in that ground on Saturday and it was crap it was crap from both sets of fans uh, if I'm being perfectly honest but we didn't have you know the, the ground the majority of the ground like City fans did um, and there was little pockets where they'd sing songs mostly not about their own team which was a bit mad um, but I walked out of the ground and thought to myself I don't know if that's an half 12 kickoff or what because that atmosphere was absolutely shocking it's the biggest game in Premier League right now it's the one that would have been advertised the most it's the two teams that people think might go head to head and like you mentioned there it, it came across as like City fans there's, there's not enough of the core and there is City fans who are like us yeah, who are fully bought into it and yeah. have been bought into it for you know their entire lives yeah. but the Stockport have got those level of every, yes. every football club every has football, got those man. but there's not enough of them and it was mad because I went on Twitter and I saw Manchester City fans fuming at Pep Guardiola because he couldn't understand how Manchester City is for tourists to come and go and not everyone knows the songs and this and that. And I was like, well, that's that's not Pep Guardiola's fault. He, he still expects, no matter where you are in the world, if you yeah. come into support a football club and you come into the game, you should... You should know the songs. You should be able to don't sing. Don't go the gig and get and, and fight your way to the barrier at the front if you don't know the exactly. words to the songs. Um, and he, he, there was a couple of Twitter um, City fans fuming at the, the fact that Pep Guardiola just couldn't understand that there wasn't enough Manx at the game who 
have been fans but for your, years on end. It's what you say. It's a culture thing. It's a. It's a. What's the culture that's being handed down? And look, it, you, the more fans you get, the more this gets diluted. It's just an inevitable. But this is the thing with Liverpool is that uh, what stands us apart from most clubs. And look, United have got this as well, and most historically big football clubs have got it too. Is that having the history and having the songs and having a songbook that you learn and, and some learned behaviours that you can pick up from going to the game they're important And but this is the thing they've got a whole new bunch of fans and, and you're always going to get people who just who pick your team for random reasons I think you probably know this a little bit better than most because you're NFL fans and what have you yeah. there's something that makes you pick them and if you've never been to that city it has to be there has to be something and for a lot of people it might be hey I like the kit or I just like supporting the team that's going to give me the best passing experience for success and all that kind of stuff. Um, I don't know what that core Manchester City identity is that you can turn around to someone behind and go, this is how we're meant to conduct ourselves. So I don't see how it's ever going to be more I know better. what it is. They picked it because they win. And so when you turn up and they pay £50 and you don't see a win, they think, well, I paid £50 to watch Manchester City win there. <laughs> nah, you paid £50 to go and support your side. Whether they win, lose or draw yeah. is completely irrelevant to how much money you fucking paid. Yeah. But I've seen a clip... Um, I'm not sure where it was from. It was that bald head City fella in the, with the... Guardiola. The old kit on. <laughs> no, he's talking about going through the divisions and we used to go to Main Road oh, and all this. Yeah. My lad doesn't even want to go to Wembley anymore. And I thought, hang on a minute, you're saying you've been through all this and you've watched your team go from League One to the Premier League and the Heights... Why aren't you telling your son to make sure he goes to fucking Wembley? Yeah. Like, what are you on about? Yeah. He's bored of it, he's sick of it. Well, that's your fucking problem right yeah, there, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, my my thing that always gets me is that when they go, you know, you know, we've been through the leagues, we went down there, uh, we went to Stockport away, and I'm like, yeah, and we would, everyone would. Of course you would. Let's look at like it's a fucking prize. Well done, you supported your football club. You know, you no one gets a choice when you really support a football team, and you talk, and that's your life. You'll you watch your team play in a fucking back garden if, if you have to. I always think that's funny. That's it. Like their justification for all the stuff that's come, and I do feel a little bit sorry for the ones for the for the fans as it were who 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 they never chose to have their football club have this injection into it so you can't change your love for the team you're going to continue to support it but I do like that like that badge of honour thing as though like it's a unique feat supporting your football team <laughs> you know what I mean like, mm. so what you're saying is you actually like you support you support you you follow your football team well well fucking done congratulations yeah. brilliant maybe you should tell all your new fans but what now that was like and how you get to Wembley but now we don't bother <laughs> yeah, you know what yeah, I mean yeah, I went yeah. through all oh, it's a Stockport but you yeah. FA Cup final fuck that sorry I thought I'll, send, <laughs> I'll just we'll just send some more flags to cover the seats yeah all the best um, <laughs> um, it was an interesting quote um, from Bernardo Silva um, saying uh, you know, he, he said I think we should have won but when you play a team like Liverpool this season, they are back being very competitive again. He also name-checked Arsenal and Spurs in that, Chris. But um, it does feel like there's a general sense that I still feel it's not quite as on, on totally solid ground. I don't, I don't feel like Liverpool in my bones are totally ready to be a dominant t- a team that's going to go and steamroll the title or whatever this year. But I do, the more I see of us, you go back to it before, it's a season of un- unanswered questions that get answered the more we play. Um, I do feel more 
ready for it, having seen us go up against Man City. Well, yes, there, I think know? Trent said after the game, didn't he? You, you get a point there and it instills a belief and a confidence in the side. And I think that's what I think we were all thinking when we were going into the game is that there are moments that happen during a season that you can look back on and go, that was a bit of a turning point. And that was maybe this one where, I, you know, Chloe mentioned it before about the McAllister thing. I think with Jürgen speaking about McAllister playing the six and then McAllister putting in a performance like that, I'd hope that a lot of Liverpool fans now just drop that conversation. It doesn't do it's us any good. Head, it? Yeah. it doesn't do us any good to keep talking about it over and over. The lads at a new football club, he's he's doing a job for the team that he didn't think he was going to be doing, but he's doing a job admirably. I go back to it. When Arsenal played the big games this season, they moved Declan Rice from that position and they put Jorginho in there. He's not a fucking DM, but when they played City and when they played Chelsea and when they played Tottenham, they're doing that. There's a reason for it. And I think Jürgen's looking at McAllister going, you know what, I think Liverpool can win with him there. And I think I'd just love us to stop talking about it because Fabinho took three months to learn the position. He was a fucking DM. Yeah. We gave him that. Yeah. We just gave him it. Oh, no, he's learning the role. McAllister's an attacking midfielder, learning the DM role. It should take more than three months. Yeah. It really should. Yeah. And we do it. But we always, can win with him there. And we are winning with him there. Exactly. There's always got to be something. We were saying, we did it two weeks ago. We were talking about what's going to stop Liverpool winning the, the, the league. And it was like the away form. And then we looked at it. It was like we had one worst point. We're one worst point off the Manchester City. And you could point that literally at the Tottenham Hotspur game. And then it was two weeks before that, it was Liverpool's defence. Well, we went into the City game with the best defence in the league. And then it's the DM. There's got to be something. And I guess it's it to McAllister as well because yeah. his numbers add up to yeah. all the other DMs. Absolutely. But he's a. But he's a I don't think any of us looks at him and goes, I think if you know if we sit here in two transfer windows and he's the first choice number number six, it's either we'll either have silverware under our belt, which have, will have totally proved that it was a brilliant decision to do that, um, or there'll be you know they'll, they'll have something something mad will have happened in the in the in the interim period. I do feel like there's there's a space to go and buy someone who tr- who is truly built for it. It feels like a bit of a happy accident, but to the point, if Liverpool were languishing in sixth and seventh and he was up an issue every single game, then it's a bigger issue than it is. No team is built perfectly there is not a perfectly built squad or, or, or 11 really in this division at the moment everyone's carrying so Arsenal haven't got a striker you know Man City are probably closest but they haven't got the depth they've got a, they've got too few footballers really to, to balance it out Liverpool everyone's got their ups and downs McAllister's a bit of a yeah it's a bit of an I suppose issue. going back on to it like I think everyone can see that this Liverpool side can be something special mm-hmm. it's whether we achieve it this season or next season for me yeah you know and, and that, it goes back to having that patience to, to watch the side and understand that they're moving in the right direction and you don't get everything plugged straight into you that you want you've sometimes just got to learn how to do it like Jürgen Klopp's first great Liverpool side didn't just start like that mm-hmm. it happened somewhere and it was born out of that defeat I think in the um, UEFA Cup final oh, sorry Europa League final you know what I mean and, like and, and, it, was, and it was those hardships <laughs> but it's those hardships that makes the side and yeah. steals the side for what's to come isn't it you yeah. know and getting beaten by Real Madrid the first time you, you kick on from there so it shouldn't all be plain sailing it won't all be plain sailing but again goes back to just have that patience to support and watch them grow you can jump start your car and then you can get off and go on a, go and do a journey with it but in reality when just, if, if you hit, a, if you hit a, a point where you've got to stop and your battery's not been charged then you're not going to get it going again whereas you need to charge the battery to go on that to go on that long journey sometimes and that's a bit where it's at because I'm looking at like we've talked about the atmosphere Liverpool's atmosphere has not been great so far this season but a, a lot of the reasons boils down to it got a lot of new 
players. They haven't, they haven't earned songs yet. Okay, although there's more than more than most. Got a job on. Yeah, well, no, but, but this is yeah, but this is the thing though, isn't it? You don't get to just do that. That you earn them throughout through the journey. You know, it's European aways and it's it's FA Cup games and it's going to far flung places and then these songs just kind of come out of nowhere. New heroes emerge yeah. and then and, and so we are. That's what why it feels like a bit a bit soon for it to be totally ready. We don't have a new songbook of things that we can rattle out now. You know, it's still the Salah song and the Virgil van Dijk song. And thank God Jota gets in the team when he does because he's still got an <laughs> yeah. absolute belt. And they've taken the Egan's off us. He's taken he's the Egan's yeah, off the match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, that's so. Yeah, that, it's it's definitely a, a, a process, but you can't you can't get too far ahead of yourselves too soon on that because it's the thing we've, we've lived it enough. At some point, we'll get out the groups of the Europa League, probably. You know. We'll get into like we'll, we'll end up with a really interesting away in the round of 16 and then out of nowhere they'll just be the best Lewis Diaz song you've ever heard in your life or Sobber's Lie will just have this absolute stone cold banger that you won't be able to stop singing and then all of a sudden there's a groundswell and everything builds towards us having a successful I mean fucking three little birds the Europa League first season where is that like it's, I mean, it's not like we, it's not like a Liverpool song, but we just adopted along the way and it becomes the anthem of that year. Yeah. We haven't got our anthem for this year yet. But I think really, we're really on as well, though. Yeah. And it goes back to, you said before, it's happened to our fan base a little bit. We are a little bit spoiled. I remember being out the European Cup for five years and then the first game, group game, we were in there an hour and a half early, all made up, we were back in it. Anfield was rocking, the Champions League's back. Early on in the Champions League last year and early on in the League Cup now and early on in the FA Cup, it's a little bit... Yeah, fucking Napoli again. Yeah, God. it's a little bit. And, and it's, it is, it's because you're spoiled and it's because you'd expect to win trophies. But the moment you can start to see the light at the end of the tunnel, that last 16 draw comes and you win and you think, well, four games away from the final here. Here we go. And we're, in, and we're a point off the top and all of a sudden it's, well, let's not try and find problems. Let's get behind them all. Let's not have a look at McAllister and try and like get on his back. Let's just get behind a lot of them. Let's, we can do this. And yeah. it just changes. And it's starting to happen now, in my opinion, because before that game last week, everyone was right up for it. And if we didn't win it the weekend, sorry, if we, didn't, if we lost it the weekend, it would have been a little bit, mm, I don't know. But that point and that reaction from, from, from the players going to go down, we all starting to feel something. Yeah. And if we get to the new year within a point... You can start to believe in it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, we've got a couple of comments that come in while we've been having the chat. The first one is from Veronica. It says, uh, a shame we didn't win, uh, but I'm pleased with a draw. Absolutely. Will Alexander says, uh, we sat too deep at the start. A valuable point, though. But yeah, I mean, again, it's, it's hindsight to look back at the tactical approach to stuff is that you could see in how both teams played. It was the co- at times it was very akin. I always refer back to when we had Roy Hodgson in charge and we played Sam Allardyce's Blackburn at Anfield. And that game was two teams who wanted to have possession on the edge of their own 18 yard boxes. And they engaged like two people having a fight from the opposite sides of the ring. It was like, like touching fingertips <laughs> in the middle of the pitch. That was it. It wasn't like a meaty headset. Let's all go again in the mix. It wasn't like two armies colliding throughout the pitch. It was like, we're going to sit back deep and you're going to sit back deep. I've you, you deal with that it was a little bit a little bit like that both neither team wanted to open up and run the risk of, of absolutely throwing it all away so yeah I, 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 I don't disagree with the points but yeah um, Hawks has not only gifted 10 memberships here on YouTube which is absolutely yeah. phenomenal but has also sent a comment in and says uh, Guardiola might win everything again but for every asset they have for Pep to allow that squad to get where it is is either arrogance or a pure blunder hopefully we can capitalise <laughs> Um, 
yeah, I, this is the thing about them. I always say this: there's more. There should be more pressure on him because of the fertile environment in which he, he's got to grow his success. But the problem is, is that no one really cares that much about them, and they haven't got enough fans yeah. for it to make a difference. Whereas, like Liverpool, Arsenal, and Manchester United, I've just got these huge, rabidly obsessed fan bases who just put pressure on for and against at all at any given moment. Um, so yeah, I, it makes it all the sweet when he fucks it up. But again, it also makes it easier to shrug off when he is successful because yeah, well done. Well, that's how it works with City, isn't it? Yeah. If we beat them, it's an unbelievable achievement because they're the best team in the world. If they win something, it's like, not lost. Yeah, it's fine. No one cares. No one's actually. Yeah, 100%. Uh, right, we're going to take a short break. When we return, we're going to be discussing uh, the wonderful football that is Trent Alexander-Arnold. We're going to be having a little chat about Lask and looking ahead to Liverpool's next three uh, and potentially a pivotal nine points in the title challenge season. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Yes, get involved with our incredible festive competition and giveaway each and every day leading up to and including Christmas Day. We're going to be giving away a boss prize uh, ranging from sign gear to just cool little bits of Liverpool stuff. So join up at redmanplus.com as a legend to hear a subscriber and get your name in the hat for those. Right, um, let's crack on. Uh, I want to talk about Trent. Obviously, we didn't talk too much about individual performances, Chloe, but um, I like the fact that it isn't just me. I've been, I've been beating the Trent as the best right back in the world drum for five years plus now, um, at least. And obviously in the last two years, I think there's been loads more scrutiny on him. And it feels like in the last week, he's put some good performances in for England in midfield. He's come in and scored a really big goal at a really big moment in, in the Premier League against Man City. And it's kind of nice to see... Not the people who are all of a sudden going, he's a perfect defender, but it's almost like 
they're going, okay, well, he, he, he is what he is. <laughs> like, you know, he does, he's got the ability to do this like no other. I like the fact that I, I, I put a tweet out and I'm, I, I can, I can say it with me, with my full chest that I think he's the best right back the Premier League's ever seen. And I'm prepared to fight people on that. And I don't really care again anymore because there's, there's nothing, there's never been anything quite like him. And I'm glad that he's having a good time again. Yeah. Um, I don't think he had his best game against Manchester City, but I certainly don't think he was bad. There was people raving about Jeremy Docker, and look, Jeremy Docker was an unbelievable footballer, by the way. But those take-ons and those dribble past Trent moments, often Trent doesn't get dribble past, he just doesn't engage because he doesn't want to be pulled out of position. So he drops off at some point and that's classed as it. Um, He wasn't good for their goal. Uh, neither was Sobo though mm-hmm. either both of them went great um, but I saw him for uh, England in midweek and he, he got man of the match in one of them his passing is you know the, the closest person to him is, is Kevin De Bruyne and I could rave about Kevin De Bruyne literally for weeks on end um, and I think Trent because there's been so much scrutiny on, on him, his defensive um, capabilities he's kind of dismissed as a, as a good footballer at times he's an unbelievable footballer some of the passes he does and assists no one else can possibly do only him and Kevin De Bruyne uh, he's so so good and I thought he was I thought he was sound his goal the way he takes it is brilliantly as well um, he's just got a deal with Adidas which you know is class as well the shoes that he showed off uh, to get a goal at, at Manchester City so yeah I'm, I'm happy to see him back I think he's going to be extremely influential look when Liverpool have been boss Trent Alexander-Arnold has been unbelievable um, and we've usually we used to see it from him out wide whipping balls in and somehow a Salah getting a header on the end of him even though he's like five foot something so yeah I think he's back to his best I thought defensively he did quite well against Manchester City um, and also you know he, he was influential in the game and he did exactly what he needs to do and hopefully that just continues for him he um he just keeps seeing off the competition, Keo. And this is the thing for me with Trent is like you just get to kind of step back. I just, I just have always enjoyed watching him play, and he has had, you know, he's had better games than others, you know, throughout that because he's a footballer. They all do. People forget sometimes like nostalgia is a powerful tool. Like it's not like Gerard had a, a perfect career for Liverpool. It's not like Roy Keane had this perfect career and go through them. I'm certain how how many people watched every game of Zidane's career, but there will have been games where his influence wasn't as as, as you know as huge. Fucking- one of them yeah, he made a documentary about what 90 them. minutes of him running around the centre circle <laughs> <laughs> he could have picked a better game for that couldn't he yeah <laughs> absolutely um, but it's it was one of those things that came out at the weekend like Reese James being sent off had kind of added to this a little bit but like Reese James he's had loads of injury problems which have definitely hampered him but all of a sudden that was the one there's always the one isn't there he's always the yardstick no one ever compares to anyone else yeah that tells you all you need to yeah, know. Exactly that. You know, it was, and it was, um, I was going to say Andrew Villas Bowes. No, Aaron Wambasaka. There we go. Uh, it was going to be, and then, and then there's, there's always another one, another one. This Karen is the guy. Yeah, as well. That's another one that gets yeah. thrown about. I've seen a stat before. I, th- I don't know the exact numbers, but it was nearly one in three a goal or assist for a right back. That's <laughs> fucking frightening that you know like it is it's absolutely frightening and isn't that the same as Darwin's it's ridiculous <laughs> it's absolutely it's ridiculous it and it's over it. a lengthy period as well do you know what I mean so he's world class but he Teddy Sheringham though he's the best right back in the world in my opinion never mind the league like he's the best right back in the world and this constant debate of where he goes and what we do with him we don't do anything with him he's getting them numbers and he's not 
complete liability going back. And I've seen Gary Neville say something yesterday, and I very rarely agree with Gary Neville, but defending is actually easy to learn compared to the part of the game that he's got. If you want to try and teach a right back to to pass like that and score from outside the box, and you've know, got a big job on, but if you want to try and teach a right back to jockey, Doku, then you can do it. You can do it. So he's not far away from that, and he's still, what, 25? Plenty of time. Plenty of cups to win. And do you reckon these boots, by the way, Chloe, do you reckon they've had a say or a little part to play in them striking that ball? Because I know if I had a pair of new preds on, I'd be, I'd be thinking I'm going to... Gerard! He's definitely shouting Gerard in his head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. part to play. So fair play Adidas for giving them for the big game. Yeah, yeah, Couldn't have gone better for them, could it? Releasing them off the back of that. Jude Bellingham, I think, also scored in, in his game and he's yeah black ones on as well didn't yeah. he I've seen them Oof, oh yeah. black boots black Adidas yeah black threads with a red tongue yeah oh the that's ones. the old school one yeah, the I'm one. just missed out on Bellingham missed out on Bellingham and Preds <laughs> fuck's <laughs> I was just about getting over it <laughs> yeah he, um, no because he's, he, he's great we know he's great you know and it gets I just it bore, I just find that you've got to, like people feel like they've got to qualify every positive they say about Trent with oh but the side of thing it's like just fucking shut up and enjoy not it. even that bad if, if, if no, he, like, exactly. like, it always boils down to what the, what is the manager doing with him the manager keeps playing him so the manager's obviously happy with him and I, and I trust Jürgen Kopp you know what I mean like if you have another right back like Aaron wan and you asked him to move over the halfway line for his average position you wouldn't get none out of him mm. and he'd be worse defensively don't why because his starting point's not the right place yeah. for what you want yeah. out of Aaron wan because you want him to defend yeah. so his positioning is always the thing I don't think as a tackler he's that bad I think he's the same as most of the tacklers there's not Bran- Branislav Ivanovic or Azpilicueta are the two fullbacks where I've gone over the yeah. last 10-15 years fucking hell they're hard to get past like mm. you know what I mean there's not many of them like um, but as a tackler I think he's okay I think his positioning is what what lets him down and his positioning is because of the system that Liverpool play yeah. so I can understand why he doesn't so it's not his positioning no, it's the positioning if, if of his was, position if he, yeah, if he was in the wrong place yeah you're going to tell him to move <laughs> But he's played five years of being in the wrong place. So he's not in the wrong place. Yeah, can tell him he's there. Yeah. Otherwise, you can go just drop off, lads. Yeah. Don't or, let them in the space I'm not play it if you keep going out of position because yeah. yeah. doesn't see it like that. And this is the England argument as well. Southgate plays in midfield. He's brilliant. Southgate is nowhere near the manager Klopp is and if you give England Klopp that England team he'd win he'd win everything yeah. with them and England so, and he'd play right back yeah <laughs> exactly yeah. That's and, point, well, yeah, but also let's not forget because it gets forgotten international football is not as good as Premier League and no. Champions no. League no, standard it's not so I mean and this is where this forever with like Genie Van Alden Genie Van Alden he's playing in the 10 for Holland and he's scoring goals yeah because international football is fucking shit and, and it's actually, yeah exactly <laughs> honestly because ultimately it's easier to do that at international level than it is to do it in the Premier League at the, at the highest level in the highest levels of Europe and all that like yeah absolutely fine but I like the fact that people are starting to go but they're, only start, they? but they're only starting to do it because they're all fucking England fans Paul and they all want England to do well so the narrative shifts around trends because they think that they know better than everybody else and for England to win something the difference is trends and it might well be he's well better in midfield I'm sure than the players that they've had playing there yeah. so I can understand it but that it, until he has a bad performance in there and then they'll go back oh, to yeah, he's fucking he's not good defensively yeah. to I, play in midfield I, I, or whatever because that's all they want they just want England to do well it's not a Liverpool thing you know, I looked at Kyle Walker's performance at the weekend and the amount of times that he picked the ball up in that sort of inside right channel and was just giving it and then what's his job there 
it's just a passing on to the other guy who's good at passing. Well, Trent's picking the ball up in that area and his job is to play a killer pass into the yeah. box. So there'll be one of those things where his, his pass completion stats will look lower and then it's, it's, it's what, you're, what you're really looking at in those situations. I think Kyle Walker's terrific, by the way, as a, as a proper traditional understanding of a right-back plus. Reese James, absolutely same. I, I think they're both really, really good players. These things don't have to be mutually exclusive. You don't have to think Reese James is shite because you think Trent's really good. I just think Trent is, got, is, is a, He's a t- he's the, he's a talent beyond anything I've ever seen. At right Generational back is the word yeah. I'd use. I keep seeing people saying it. Like we've mentioned it already. If you put Kevin De Bruyne at right back, you know, ask him how how good of how good of a defender would he be? He's a he's a better he's better in the final third than than Trent will be, of course. But he's a, he's a, he's, a, he's just unfucking believable, and hopefully he just gets the play some football games and enjoy them and we get to enjoy him and the criticism can basically get and we've won bit. leagues and European Cups yeah. and playing at right back and his numbers yeah. add up to anyone oh sorry blow anyone out the water who's ever played in that position so yeah. Yeah. I think that's well, he club. set records for most assists didn't he and yeah. like him he made Andy Robbo a better left back and Andy Robbo made Trent a better right back I can never picture this Liverpool squad for the next 10 years without Trent Alexander-Arnold in, in, in that um, because he is going forward he might be our most influential footballer we've now got Sobo and we've now got Gravenberg but when you know when we did win the leagues and the, the Champions League our midfield was a midfield that wasn't creative it was a workhorse yeah. it was a grinder so you had to find other players to really enable those front three to do what they did and Trent was the lad Trent and Robbo were the two yeah. that were unlocking everything for us and we're always guilty I think of looking at what everyone else has got and like sort of like oh look, look what they do and like, like we've somehow got to copy what everyone else does it's got to be an exact it's got to be exactly what Man City do I, I do enviously look at how they the, the midfields they've been able to put out over the last five years and, and I, I, I marvel at like how many attacking players they get on the pitch so the weekend like you know you've got Rodri there and they're effectively just playing two front three players in midfield alongside them they've got away with Bernardo Silva as the inverted left back in games last season you know like not loads but they, they, they've done it Liverpool have always found a different way of doing things and you know you see um John Stones does the inverted thing for them. It was um, the other guy does it at the weekend. Akanji. Akanji. Fine. Trent's better and will naturally be better at that, but it means that you have to do things slightly different elsewhere in the, in the pitch. Whatever. Ultimately, the proof of the pudding is in the eating. If Liverpool can be at the top of football with players of that kind of caliber in the side. Like Real Madrid fans about 15 years ago saying the same thing about Roberto Carlos or Barcelona Probably, fans yeah. talking about bringing yeah, their right back, Daniel Alves, and all that type yeah. of stuff. And do you reckon they were all just having the same conversations because as we've been having for the last five years? Heads ultimately, we, none of us really knows what we're talking about. That's yeah. why you've got to go. Do you enjoy watching it? Do we? Is it more successful than it's not yet? Then fine. You know what I mean. Take your take your licks, whatever they whatever they come. Um, right, let's let's do Lask very briefly because um, there will be a match preview on this as well. Um, but their manager says basically he doesn't want us to them to come to us as tourists. Um, and there has been a little bit of that, I think, in the Europa League so far, Kia, where and because these teams they're playing Liverpool it shouldn't be understated sometimes this is the biggest game in most of these guys careers and I've seen now I've, you know, I've been to I've been to Alaska I've been to USG's ground these are not like the fortresses of Europe these are not the most historic football clubs or the big they're, they're all 
football clubs in their own right, of course. Um, but I quite like that. You know, this is a game that actually it matters to Liverpool. This should be the last one that matters. You know, we, if yeah. we can get three points here. We can box the group off. We can box off top of the group. We can do whatever the hell we want to do and have a, and have a bit of a jollies on it. Um, I mean, I'd like it to be a dead rubber by now, but listen, we shit the bed into lose, and this is the this is the price of doing that, really. But they were a good. They gave us a good game away from home, so I, this should be at least be something. We talked about the atmosphere thing; it being a competitive game of football probably actually benefits us a little bit. So it's not a a bit of a snooze fest, and no one gives a shit about it. Yeah, I mean that's sort of what happened at Toulouse. I think we just slightly underestimated a little bit and didn't get going. It just wasn't our day. And we said before, it happens. Teams can't be 100% every single and win every single game. And if you're going to lose a game, I'd probably pick one of them Europa League games. So let's not think too, think too much about what happened in Toulouse and just sort of get the job done. Regardless of what team he puts out, it's going to be capable of beating them. Obviously, the the goalie situation, I think he's picked up mm. an injury, so, so Keller is going to play, which he probably would do anyway. So it doesn't really change much what's, what's happened over the past week or two. Get the job done. <clears throat> and then put that to bed and they say we move into the Christmas period with that job done knowing that we can focus on the Europa League next year the Keller thing is interesting isn't it Chloe because you know he's he's a good goalie he really is and he, and Keo's right he'd have played this game regardless we don't know the full extent of Alisson's injury at this point but if they can get away with not risking him you know if, if, if you could get away with not playing Alisson at the weekend even if he's capable just about of doing it then that's the ideal scenario it's not no bad thing to actually have Kelleher tested send him into this game we might need him you know it, it could be a run of games that he gets off the back of this yeah I think we all sat here maybe a year and a half ago and was saying you know he's the best backup uh, goalkeeper in the Premier League you know he could go and play in the Premier League and be a number one uh, for quite a lot of the, the teams in there and I think a lot of, he's, he's being given a lot of criticism um, but he's, he's a young lad who you know hasn't been given the rhythm or the form and it's possibly the hardest position to be dropped in yeah. and then pulled out and dropped in because all your instincts you know you can train all you want but actually it's so much different in a game of football because there's so many different scenarios that you can't possibly play out and train in every single time um, you know deflections where people win the ball or transitions um, so like it must be incredibly hard for him and I think you know Southampton he, he was he had a bit of a tough game and since then he's been heavily criticised because of his performances if he could be doing better um, and you know if we if he he, he does come into this game and if he is needed God forbid Alisson's actually injured we all need to get behind the lad and we yeah. all need to sit there and, and support him and maybe a run of games will actually show you the Kelleher that we all sat there saying was the best backup goalkeeper in the league because he's got to still be there it's still the same lad he's just he's he's not playing weekend he doesn't have the rhythm and you need that as a goalkeeper as a as a midfielder or something coming in it, you know you're on the ball a lot it's it's all you know it's it's with yeah it's it, get over your ring rust exactly, in half an hour in midfield exactly goalkeeper's different you know and um, so yeah I'm I'm really gonna I, I hope he does well um, on on Thursday and you know I don't want him to to be the hero because that means Liverpool are having a nightmare but it would be nice for him to have a moment um, that everyone can get behind and be like yeah that's the yeah. Callagher that that we all know he's a quality goalkeeper yeah he, he is. is a quality goalkeeper you just need to close right you know you just need a bit of a run of games and stuff like that but it must be I don't know I was trying to think like the psychology side of it for a goalkeeper or something especially when you know no matter how for everyone else it's a meritocracy yeah. but yeah. for Cleveland Keller it's not 
you're in for this game and you're fucking out for the next one because Alison Becker's coming back in. That must be quite hard for him going into the games thinking about, you know, and I'm not saying that that changes because Alison's injured, but knowing that you might get two or three games might just put that push that fear to one side for a little bit. Yeah. And, and there's also sorry. that thing of Chloe, you know, if if there's not this game in midweek and and he has to play the next league game you'd be more worried about it whereas it's nice that he's got the game that he'd be getting anyway and he's going to go in as you say in a little, in a little bit more yeah. uh, a bit more rhythm yeah he at least knows you know the, the concentration levels and everything that's got to be uh, in it but it, it's mad because you know you spoke about mentality there I think we all knew he wanted to leave Liverpool like I, I, he wanted to go and be a number one he said that in his press conference against like Union St. Galois I think it was he came out and said I'm not focusing on anything else. My goal is to be a number one. And people were like, you know, you're not behind Alison Becker. And he went, okay, oh, yeah. like, I know I'm going to be that, but that's the standard I've got to set myself. And it must be hard for him because then, you know, in the summer, there would have been, a, a you know, a load of teams lining up for Kelleher. And now he's kind of had a, a little tough time. Mm-hmm. He's not in form. You're not getting to see as much of him. So, like, those little pockets where people are being criticising him, for other clubs, that might stay in their mind. Think, oh, actually, he's yeah. not, maybe not the one. And if Liverpool do allow him to leave, he also must be thinking to himself, every time I've got to come in, I've got to show the quality yeah. because now's my moment because I, I might not get a lot of them I think he finishes the the double the cup double season we're not calling it the quadruple season anymore <laughs> um, the, um, the um, I've just made that call out by the way um, the, he, he finishes that season at 35 million pound goalie I think yeah. and probably going into this summer he's not he's back to being a 10 to, 5, to 15 million one because that's just kind of what happens and you're right the psychology of it's really interesting because even if you play your best, you're probably not knocking Allison out of that position. But then also, you know, I've been in that situation, not not even a comparable level. But if you're only coming in for one game here and there, then you know you've got to be perfect. It just puts more yeah. pressure on that one performance. And for that position, where one little moment or lapse in concentration can cost you an entire football match, it is it is wildly different. But I just I'm, my doubts on him are starting to creep in. If I'm being honest, I'm, I'm a little. I'd like him to save more stuff. I just don't feel no. But you know. I, I think he, I think he's, I think he's so calm on the ball. I think stylistically he suits us down to the ground. But I just thought I, the reason I sort of laughed there is I've thought that about every goalkeeper we've ever had. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah, them, yeah. but I like him to save some yeah, more stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't feel that. I just he doesn't feel anywhere near as big and solid in between the sticks as Allison does. It feels like he's an absolute wall. You've got to get it past. Whereas Kelleher feels a little, and look, he is. He's just he's just smaller. Well, he's just a smaller, go, a smaller goalie. I'd like him to make some saves because I, my often general feeling is he's very unlucky. And we're going back all the way back to that League Cup uh, quarter final against Villa when he plays with the kids. And Villa get like three nil up, oh, and he's got, and he, but he's nowhere near any of them. He can't get a sniffer. There are like one that's like deflected Flecked and loops over and all that, that yeah. kind of stuff. He has a lot of those go past him he could just do with making a couple of saves like big physical get your body in the way of it that'll get the crowd up it'll give him no end of confidence as well and if, and, and then it makes strikers start to think because if at the moment it feels like go one-on-one with Kelleher and just shoot and it'll go in you know that's the kind of he, he starts to lose a little bit of, of order so I, I look it's a good chance for him to get his uh, get some minutes under his belt and hopefully he can improve from there um, lastly then Obviously, a draw against Man City. Been a, a weird kind of patch of form when you consider the Toulouse defeat in there as well, and obviously going back to the loot and the loot and draw uh, in amongst it. The next three for Liverpool, Chris. This is this is it now. You know, we've we've now got a, a, 
a succession of very winnable fixtures. It's Fulham at home. It's Sheffield United away. It's Crystal Palace away. Obviously, ideally, I wouldn't necessarily want to play any away games in there, but, you know, life's a shitter. Um, you need nine points on the board. I'm very titled contention. There's, there's all, it's always the next three and the next three and the next three, but put nine points on but the I board. I think the three after that are well harder, aren't they? I, yes. pressure on this three. But I think we're top of the league if we get nine points from nine there. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. I think I think we're top of Christmas, to be honest with you. I've looked that far ahead. <laughs> um, we did it last week, didn't we, on the on the Bias Football Podcast? I think we're already incorrect. Yeah. Every well, you know, it is what it is. As long um, as we get the points. City, City go and play in the Club World Cup, they'll have an extra game. Yeah. They lose a game to us. I haven't considered that. Hmm. So, like, there is a, there's a possibility there where you're just ahead of Manchester City. And, you know, they've got some tough games as well. Um, if we could, if we come through Christmas relatively unscathed or the run up to Christmas relatively unscathed, I think we will be top of Christmas. So uh, these are massively, massively important. These are the games where I think historically, as a Liverpool fan of like let's say the last thirty years or something, you go fucking hell. This is where Liverpool fucking up. This is where we this take is, our eyes off the prize and get a new. It's it's always seems to be the way. Like and. You know, I think, you know, there's still question marks over Liverpool against promoted sides and all this type of stuff. That's good. Let them answer those questions for us this time and out. You've got to learn from Luton, haven't you, Keo? That's the point. Yeah. Is that you can you can you you can drop points at Luton. It's done. By the way, it's yeah. done. There's not there's no one doing that. Provided it's a, a, a you, you you take something positive from that, and naturally going away to Sheffield United, that's your next nearest comparison to that. There's a team in a in a little cauldron like you know football stadium who are probably going to defend for their lives within there, and you just got to go there and win. Crystal Palace all of a sudden are not in a particularly good place, but there's another it's another example of that. Don't care how you win it. If it's another one of those 89th, 94th minute one one nil wins, who gives a shite? But if we're to have serious, you know, serious conversations around being title challenges, you've, you've, it's just one of them. It's boring, but you've got to take nine points. I think we've had enough experience. <clears throat> oh, well, it's my voice then. I think we've had enough experience <laughs> That's now. Not good for a man in know, position. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we've had enough experience in title races now to know that to win the title, you've got to turn up in the big grounds and the big games, but you've also got to beat the shite. Yeah. And that's how you do it. You blow them away in the first 20 minutes and you manage the game and you see it out. Don't get me wrong, you c- it can't happen every single week. Now, I hope, I hope we win the title by a point. Oh. And I hope oh, that Luton point is the point. It is, and it could be, it yeah. could be at the same time. I'm well aware that it could also be two points short and I'll go absolutely mad. But, yeah. Yeah. It's happened. It's happened. It's done, and the, and you've got a fixture there against Sheffield. You've got three fixtures there, who who had classes shite, and you need to beat all three of them. And no offense to the, to the teams, but I mean, we're trying to set a some offense to the teams. A lot of offense to the teams. Yeah, but <laughs> we're trying to set a bar here, and we're trying to win a title, and we've got to we've got to beat them. Yeah. Um, so nine points from that is anything less than that. I'd be sitting there thinking, well, their problems. You can't beat Luton if you can't beat Sheffield United. It's gonna. If it happens again in March, if it happens again in April, it's it's a problem. Yeah. If you put it to bed and you just win them three games, I'm not too sure the three games after that, but you're in a hell of a position to go into them three games and they'll feel like cup finals then going yeah. into Christmas. If we can win them yes. three games, they're massive games. Well, they are in, just out of interest because you guys have covered it previously, but we've got United at home and then we've got Arsenal at home before Christmas. Obviously, there's the League Cup quarterfinal with West Ham in there as well. and. Union, but okay, yeah, you're dead right. But Newcastle's then on the first as yeah. well. So but get your nine points because again, 
we're not, let's not go beyond top of Christmas because we're the only team. I, I believe we're still, the, yeah, yeah, I believe we're still the only team yeah. that's been top of Christmas and not won it. I think we've done that three times now. But also, you still do have to be top of Christmas pretty much to win the league. So, else, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's still a thing. Um, because we were top of Christmas when we won the league as well, you know. So it's just yeah. yeah. So it does work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It works for everyone. It works less for us. For us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's. Um, but you're right. I think that that's a dead spot on point there, Chloe. That it makes the United one and the Arsenal one even more because we might be in a situation where we've actually got something to lose, which actually means we've got something to fight for. Yeah, and it also, you know, those other teams in and around us, it's it's very tight at the top. They also play like yes. anything yeah. can happen with those other teams. You've got to get as many points on the board as possible to just put pressure on the teams uh, around you. Um, and look, we've mentioned there, I am slightly worried already for half 12 kickoff against Palace because we played Monday night last year and it was the most boring game of football I think I've ever watched in my life. Um, and that was an 8pm kickoff on a Monday, so an half 12. I'm really hoping the Reds, after, because it's no international break, we really are lively and we set the tempo in those games. You can't underestimate them, but we also can't give them too much respect. Uh, we really have to play our own game, set the tempo and blow them away if we possibly can. If you could be a bit more like City and get it wrapped up by the thing, 85 minute marks so we can start making some changes as well with that like those fixtures coming up that'd be even better yeah. but win by any means uh, and if you are if you've got nine points out of nine there um let me just tell you there might not be a great atmosphere at Anfield right now but you get to those fixtures with well, nine points well, in well, your bag United more fans in the stadium as well yeah. isn't it by all accounts and, you know I think back to that title winning season and, and I know it's very very different to what we're looking at but that was the game when the whole world knew that Liverpool were going to win but the cops started singing we're going to win yeah. the league and all yeah. that type of stuff you get into that game you put a big marker down against Manchester United and everything fan wise might just change Yeah, yeah. maybe sack the manager again as well which would be great um, the, um, no, I'll keep him do you know which team even there? I'm all right with him there. Both Arsenal and City play away from home in the next three. Is it Chelsea? Tottenham? Spurs. I was going to ask you, you know, I was about to say... Villa, to, it's Villa. I was about to say to you, I'm already looking at City's fixtures and that feels good, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That feels good. Yeah, nice. Villa, Villa. Is, the, is one of the correct answers, but the one I'm really looking for is they both play Luton away in the next Oh, I didn't day. know that. I've got the fixtures. I put them on a spreadsheet and, and here. So, you know, it's really sad. And so, there's... I, it's one of them, I've said this all <laughs> along. <laughs> I've said this all along, is that you, whenever you've got a bad <laughs> result and you critique it and you go, that's the one, it was terrible from Liverpool to drop points and that, and nobody's going to do that you find weirdly in seasons that one of your rivals also either does the same or worse now they probably will just go and piss Luton because that would be fucking you know the way it more often goes um, but I honestly I'm going to sit here right now I would not be shocked to see if Arsenal or City one of them drop points in that in that Luton away game because that's just the weird way that football works it's going to help both ends of the table as well isn't it that happens <laughs> oh. Oh, a bag. Yeah. Villa, Villa coming up against City at home as well is obviously yeah. they've won all their home games, haven't they? City, City have got a, 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 a tricky old run of games. Um, we'll oh, touch upon them. We'll do more on this on the Bias Football <laughs> podcast. Looking at City's fixtures in this in December. Yes. Yeah, can't, can't wait to turn up City's fucking games five minutes yeah, in yeah, yeah. for the next six months. Yeah. Oh, for fuck's sake, yeah. you knobheads. Tottenham, yeah, they've got Tottenham at home, Villa away, Luton away. Um, I love those. And again, too. the Luton one is just an absolute gimme three points for them without a shadow of a doubt except that we drop points there so just watch you know just what watch. that Spurs game for City had the turn around and said City absolutely wiped the floor with them because of the amount of injuries 
And I watched City, no, Spurs v Villa the other day. And look, Villa plays unbelievable. Got the three points in the end. But that first half, Villa were absolutely crap. And Spurs actually took the game to them. So that's made me feel a little bit better about that City v Spurs game. Because, uh, like... Spurs are just all Spurs are right now is a team that just throws pacey attackers at you. They're just I reckon they'll be disruptors all season long for the people who are actually going for the title. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Okay, we're going to be discussing that. Uh, Tottenham are going to be doing the Everton protests. Uh, We're going to be rating the best overhead kick goals of all time Uh, and Arsenal, you know, going back top of the league, which it's funny that I haven't really thought about. (laughs) Like, I'm just, I'm like, yeah, it's us with a point behind City and you're like, oh, fucking hell, Arsenal top of the league. Brilliant. It's probably a huge disrespect. Um, which is intended. Um, well, I'm up for disrespecting them. So yeah, 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 absolutely. Fuck them. Uh, right, there, that is to come on the Biased Football Podcast this week. Come and join us over on redmenplus.com for that one. Uh, yeah, if you want to get a year of it for half price, do go and join us at Captain Yearly and use the code REDS, R-E-D-S, over on the page there. And of course, don't forget to get your tickets for Belfast and Dublin on the 25th, uh, the 24th in Belfast and 25th in Dublin uh, next year with Keo as well. So yeah, going to be an absolute belter uh, there available on Ticketmaster right now. Right, guys, thank you so much. Uh, yeah, and come and join us for the next show. Ta-da. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.